With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. You ready for it, Jack? You ready? I'm ready. This is Sode number 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> the Zach Pillar of Sodes. Uh, he played 87 games for the Titans, starting 58 of them, not to brag. Could also be, for our older listeners like myself, could be the John Runyon of Sodes. Mm. How about that? Nice. A little blast now, look, from the past. Right, yeah. A little. We got 69s for the old and the young. That was a weird thing to say. Uh, since this is such an iconic Sode, we had to go out and get arguably the most iconic guest. A Johnny man. Nicky? Uh, we Donnie no, Nicky on? No, 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 not Donnie Nicky. Donnie Nicky, oh. we may try and do him in a couple weeks from now. Okay, okay, okay. More legendary than Donnie Nicky, dare I say it. A man I couldn't be more happy to add to our family tree. The voice of the Tennessee Titans himself. Michael, I don't know his middle name, so let's just say Andrew Keith. <laughs> Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, joins the top for the first time. And guys... Let me just say this, and I can say it uh, earnestly and truthfully, since we already recorded the interview, it's incredible. The stories that he shares, the Mike Keith is, is just an all-time goat. Like, he's the goat of goats. Sorry, Tom Brady. Sorry, Michael Jordan. Mike Keith is the goat of the goats. He is incredible. We have so much fun with him. You are going to love the interview with him. And honestly, since it is, it, you know, it's looks, it's a slow time in June. We have Mike Keith on this episode. We don't really hit on a whole lot much else. We we've got, we're going to talk about the helmet issue. Uh, we do have remember the Titan and Randy Moss also played remember the Titan this week, which we will get into. We will share his remember the Titan this week. You know, Titans great Randy Moss. The and and yeah, so it, it look, it's going to be a great sode if solely just for the Mike Keith interview. But before we get into it, let's get a word from Smash Pest Control because who else would we want to talk about on episode 69 than a company called Smash Pest Control? <laughs> Do you have menacing bugs in and around your home? Then you need to contact Smash Pest Control. The best pest control service in Middle Tennessee, people. Not only will they take care of your mosquito problems, they also offer crawl space control and are fully equipped to rid your home of termites and bed bugs. Both. Anything in or around your house. Trust Smash Pest Control to take care of it. Smash Pest Control hangs their hat on their smash guarantee. And you're like, what's the smash guarantee? (laughs) 
well, if you would just be patient, I'm getting to it. If they don't smash your pest control problems, the service is free. <laughs> right now, you can get your initial pest control service started by mentioning A to Z for just $79. Are you kidding me? How many other pest control companies are giving you a deal that good? I don't think any. All right. These guys do amazing work all over the mid-state. So make sure to check them out online at smashpests.com where you will find the many services Smash provides along with their excellent customer reviews. Need help with your pest problems? Give Smash Pest Control a call at 615-581-7473 and make sure to tell them A to Z sent you. With that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking cold. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 28th, 2021. No, sorry. What? What? I couldn't be more off with my dates. This is the second time now. Today is June 30th, 2020, <laughs> the last day of June. And look, not to get all immature right off the top, but it's episode 69. <laughs> so let's start by talking about helmets. <laughs> I mean, that was the big topic this week. Look, it was. We're, we're in late June. <laughs> we're kind of awaiting for, you know, towards the end of July, we're going to get ready for preseason and we're going to see more of the Titans on the practice field. But uh, in the last week, really the last two, three weeks, there hasn't been a lot to talk about, but not a lot at all. Not a lot at all. And if there is, then feel free to hit us up at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter and fill us in because now is the time for for, for some questions from the listeners. Uh, if, if you want to talk about something, if you have a question you want to ask us, there's a lot going on right now. Wait, yeah. We're happy to address any of these problems. Yeah, look, a lot of podcasts out there will fake it with you, and they'll be like, oh, we got so much to talk about. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like we're going to talk about uh, Titans minicamp for the second week in a row. It's like Titans minicamp was, that was like two weeks ago. All right, so like let's, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to keep talking about that. We're not going to bore you with that. This is a once a week podcast, so we are going to, only hit you with the finest, the finest content. Now, with that said, <laughs> when there's not much to talk about, we're also going to tell you that. We're also going to be upfront with you. We peel back the curtain on this podcast. We tell you upfront. We say, look, this, this week there wasn't much going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> which which is kind of good because then it get, allows us to goof off more for an episode 69. It also allows us to get more in depth with a guy like Mike Keith, who joins us a little bit later. But then it also allows us to talk about <laughs> a rule that, or excuse me, a memo that the NFL sent out alleging to the changing of a rule that won't go into effect for another two seasons. So we'll talk about it, which is the helmet rule that is, has come out, which has always been a big topic for the NFL. It's always been a, a rule that I've never quite understood, especially since college football those they don't care about those kids brain health the they they're just they'll just change helmets every single week to just so you know look good feel good play good which i'm in full support of honestly change up your helmets every single week i don't i don't think it's a, that big of a deal the nfl says oh no 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 since will smith made that movie about concussions we have to uh peel back our uh our helmets because we don't want if you break in a helmet 
mid-season, that won't be good for your brain or something. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't understand like the scientific backing of it. They, they, they just don't think it's safe for players and, and to wear multiple uh, helmets in a season. I get it with the, you know, the, the hyper concerns that uh, a lot of the people in the, you know, the executive position of the NFL offices uh, are, are now worried about with the concussion and the head injury issues. But, um, but, but then, so, but then them, reversing that rule for yeah, the 2022 so, 23 season that's basically saying like yeah we just did that to save face to begin with right so it's interesting because you know the use of a second team helmet uh was originally dropped in 2013 uh there were concerns that wearing more than one helmet might not be safe for players sure but times have changed and you know with, with the color rush jerseys now now teams are allowed to wear that uh, you know a, a different helmet for those games and those games only um so what we have here is a memo going around right now where teams all 32 teams in the NFL will have the option to pretty much wear an alternate or a throwback helmet um they have to get that in whether or not they're going to use that they have to let the league know by the end of next month. So July 31st is the deadline. And this is a this is something that won't really come to fruition until the 2022 season. So you have to you you have to notify the league whether or not you're going for forward with uh in the Titans case wearing the Oilers throwback helmets. Sure. Um you know, so so they have to get that in now and it's not going into effect until 2022. Uh it, it, the NFL didn't really allow throwback uniforms until 1994, which was the 75th anniversary of the NFL. And, you know, ever since then, people are obsessed with different jerseys. You know, uh, the Titans just a few years ago to, to kind of enter a new era of football. I don't know if you, any of you listeners were there or you were there, Austin. On Broadway, they rolled out, I think, I think it was Delaney Walker, Marcus Mariota, Taylor Lewan. Yeah. For the uniform reveal. I mean, and, and Broadway. I, I was, was living packed. in California at the time and I watched it online. Is that, is am it? I a nerd? It was a weekday. It was a weekday. Broadway was stuffed. So, I mean, that goes to show just, you know, and and with Madden and everything, you know, every time you play Madden, you want your team to look incredibly fresh. You you want the newest, coolest, or oldest and coolest jerseys. Uh, In this case, for the Titans, the Oilers jerseys are really undefeated. Well, as we've talked about many a time on this podcast, uh, my latest copy of Madden is Madden 2017. So I'm how's, still uh, how's Kevin Dodd doing? Kevin Dodd, oh, crushing it as always, dude. <laughs> Kevin Dodd might be he might be defensive player of the year. I I'm season's not finished yet, but he's well on his way. Dude's got like I don't know, like 15 sacks. It's insane. Uh, no, but it, I still play with the white helmets, and like part of me is like, should I drop money for the newest version of Madden, even though Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are on the cover? Bleh. Uh, speaking of helmets, Patrick Mahomes looks weird in a helmet and I will stand by that take for the rest of time. Say what you will about his playing ability. Dude looks weird in a helmet, but the, uh, the Titans, I like part of me is like, I kind of want to just get the new version of the game just so I get the new uniform. So it goes to, it plays exactly to your point. Everyone wants the laser greatest, or if you've got the laser greatest, you want to do the throwback threads and the Titans are fortunate enough. I, I would say. Early on in the Titans days, the the Oilers logo or uniforms were not 
that great. They weren't looked upon in a, in a great light, but then again, so were the Tampa Bay Bucks creamsicle uniforms. As but the now, years go on, these things look as better the years go better. On, yeah. Now it's like, people are like, Oh my gosh, give me those Oilers uniforms. And especially the Tennessee Oilers uniform with that patch with the half Tennessee state flag with the oil rig sticking out of it. Probably the only oil rig in within the state borders of Tennessee, but nevertheless, it, it made for a great logo. And I, I, I'm excited for this and I know Taylor Lewan's excited for it. He's, he's tweeted about it. Like, you know, bring back the old threads and it, it makes players excited. Cause you get to look good, feel good, play good mindset. And I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. What I still hate about the NFL is the fact that it takes forever for things like this to happen. They announced something that's not going to go into effect till 2022. And, and, and even if, if a team wants to add a third uniform to their, to their threads and with Nike being the distributor of the NFL uniforms, like Nike can come up with so many great uniforms. They could do city edition Nike uniforms, the, like the NBA does, but they can't because the NFL makes you go through this long, arduous process. Nothing is the NFL doesn't handle change well at all. It's so annoying. And then you have to like, you have to submit for like, if, if a team wants to change their entire uniforms, you have to submit like five years ahead of time, maybe three. I don't know. I mean, I don't have my numbers exactly right, but you have to submit like well in advance to just change uniforms. And it's so it's that, that to me is just so dumb. Like NFL ease up, bro. Relax. Just relax. Like Like, Aaron Rodgers. Relax. relax. R E L A X dude relax here's another side of this discussion as well um because there as some of you may know others maybe not they're pretty irrelevant um well unless yeah we'll get into that uh there is another team currently in houston so oh the astros there's yeah (laughs) the astros yeah um no the fighting bill o'briens they're still down there and there, there's been some discussion on Twitter from some idiots uh, that, you know, it's the Texans that should be wearing the Oilers throwbacks. First because, of all, if I'm a Texans fan, what are you doing on Twitter right now, dude? Like, stay uh, off Twitter honestly, for at least another four seasons. Anything you say is setting yourself up for horrible jokes, terrible memories to be brought back up, and just overall pain. Yeah, so, now's not the year for you guys to be on Twitter, <laughs> Texans fans. Yeah, come back in like five years when there's a new social media platform. But and a um, new quarterback on your team. Yeah. So, I mean, the Texans fans are arguing, hey, you know, they played in Houston. Why don't we get to wear them? Um, well, because the franchise completely uprooted itself and moved out of the entire state of Texas, came to Tennessee, and now are the Titans. So that is the history of the Titans. As you see every every single home game when you walk into the building, um, in the Ring of Honor above the stadium, there are former Oiler greats up there. Warren Moon is up there. He's even tweeted about how he's excited to see the Titans in these throwback uniforms. So to Texans fans who are all you know up in arms that the Oilers jerseys are theirs and should be theirs, which I think it's mainly just a handful of uneducated Texans fans who are mad at the world right now, as they look, they rightfully should be. Um, there, there, there's nothing in this world going for us for a Houston Texans fan. Um, no, 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 no. Sorry. Houston fans. I mean, Rockets, Houston fans in general. Astros. I mean, the Astros, Astros are, are decent this year. They're though. playing, they're playing well right now, but they're, they're also probably like, cheating. They're probably everyone hates them. Yeah. Yes. So it's not it, even like when it is going well for him, it's still not going that well for him. But I mean, the closest thing to the Oilers that the Texans have right now is that laundry list of masseuses that Deshaun Watson's been accused by. And I don't know if that joke's going to fly or not. We'll have to see 
uh, Wednesday. But I mean, look, <laughs> let's be honest. The Oilers and the Texans are not synonymous for anything other than the fact that they both played in Houston. The Oilers are a part of the Titans history. Uh, right. that, that, that franchise evolved to be the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans uh, did not come from the Houston Oilers. They, mm-hmm. in fact, had to replace a team that completely moved out of the state. So, therefore, the Twitter arguments, which are ridiculous, and maybe I shouldn't have addressed them, but um, they make no sense. The, the Oilers throwbacks are rightfully the Titans. Yeah. And, look, who wants to see a team in such beautiful uniforms play so poorly? No, Jack, you rightfully address them because if there's one thing we do on this podcast is we address the ridiculous. And that is, I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. And look to the, any Houston Texans fans listening. If you're look again, much like we, we suggested with Twitter, you should take away a break from podcasts too, to be honest with you. And I wouldn't be listening to many podcasts. Just, it, just uh, go, uh, what would LeBron call it? Zero dark 30, but yeah, go zero next- 30 years. <laughs> yeah. What, no, he called it zero dark 30, 23 or something. Uh, yeah. Zero dark mm. 30, 23, which I never understood. Just call it zero dark 23. Once you start adding a lot of numbers, you know, yeah, really if you want to put your own number, you just make, take out the 30 and put the 23 in there. I never understood that. But so the Texans, the look, if the Titans are going throwbacks, they're not going Houston Oilers throwbacks, nor should they, they're going Tennessee Oilers throwbacks. Because that is that is the that is the only throwback that matters to Titans fans. And look, no discredit to the Earl Campbells, the Warren Moons of the world. We love them, obviously, because they are still part of the Titans franchise. The franchise up and left and replanted in Tennessee, thus making it the same franchise. Okay. The the Browns are not honoring the Browns of years past because the actual Browns up and left for Baltimore. Okay. The, the, the same thing with the Baltimore, the Indianapolis Colts, they, they recognize the Baltimore Ravens don't recognize the Baltimore Colts tradition because the, because the the Colts, the Baltimore Colts are now in Indianapolis. This is getting way too confusing to even get into. (laughs) What I'm saying is the tenant, the Oilers are part of the Tennessee, Tennessee Oilers franchise. And if the Titans do go throwback, they have to go Tennessee Oilers. They don't go Houston Oilers. So, and- so let me ask you this then. Okay, so the Los Angeles Rams, they move from St. Louis. Sure. Do they... They move from Los Angeles to St. Louis, then back to Los Angeles. Okay, okay. So they go to the old Los Angeles Rams throwbacks? That's a tricky case, and I know that you don't have That is a tricky case. I think I mean, I'm just do. thinking aloud here. Yeah. So the Titans, think- so to be clear, the Titans throwback jerseys will be of the Tennessee Oilers. They should all be. All white helmets. Yes. But... Um, you know, or, I, or the Houston Oilers, though, it's that that is completely in consideration. They're they're gonna have to pick one. Um, and I personally I love you know, I love the solid white helmets, but man, those Oilers jerseys, they do something to me. Yeah, how about this? Hear me out. What if the Titans go Titans throwbacks? Dude, we're old enough franchise that we got them now. We've yeah, got Titans throwback. You can go white helmet plus. with the square numbers. I'm just saying, I'm not look. I'm Team Oilers throwbacks, though. The, I am. I am. The, the McNair, the McNair era, or would, would they be McNair era since he was technically an Oiler as well, or would they be like the Mariota era? Was he ever? Uh, yeah, I guess he was. Or or the Matt Hasselbeck era because he he played as in you know the no Jake Locker era. He played his entire career in those uniforms. The Neil O'Donnell era. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is look. I, I, 
there's been many a podcast where you and I go off on tangents and we spend like 30 minutes on, on, on uniforms. We are just, we are uniform nerds on this damn podcast. Uh, uniforms are sorry. a dangerous subject here because we're then, sorry yeah. to our listeners that you had to just put up with uh, what th- probably like 30 minutes worth of uh, uniform talk, but that's what you're going to get from us. We, we address the ridiculousness and we address the fact that we address the ridiculousness. So, uh, Hey, Let's do let's let's just get to the reason everyone came here for meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes, the Mike and the Keith of this podcast, Mr. Mike Keith. Uh Jack, do we got to read before him? Of course we do. It's about Mill Creek Brewing Company. Mill let's Creek go! Brewing Company, located at 2008B Johnson Industrial Boulevard in Nolensville, Tennessee. I was actually there last night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. I was there last night. Vandy won, what was it, 8-2? to two. Yeah. Mississippi State, it was a great atmosphere to watch Look, Vandy kick ass. Milk Creek on a Monday before Mike Keith? Oh, my gosh. The two for ones on insane. Monday at Milk Creek. Two for ones. And then Wednesdays, it's a dollar off beer. So that's, you why get out there. that's why Vandy yeah, won. That's why Vandy won, and that's why Milk Creek has one of the coolest tap rooms in Middle Tennessee. With over 20 unique Milk Creek beers on tap. They've got phenomenal patio seating, and it was it was a little toasty outside last night, so indoor was the way to go, which is perfect because they have a massive indoor seating section available. If you're looking into looking to enjoy a little Darlin', which is their famous, it's blue moonish kind of uh, juicy days or premium light lager, which I sucked down a few of those last night to cool down. Go get them at Mill Creek Brewing Company. They're they're in Kroger's all over the place. You can find Mill Creek beer anywhere, but go out to the brewery because no one throws a party like Mill Creek Brewing Company. You can check them out online at millcreekbrewingco.com. Check out some upcoming events such as Trivia Night on Thursdays and live music performances at the brewery. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram. And when you head out to Mill Creek, because I know you will, make sure to tell them that the Tighten Up Podcast is from Mill Creek to Mike Keith. All right, guys, I could not have imagined a nicer guest for episode 69 than the man himself, the Vought father of Titans football. He is not only the Vought, he's also the GOAT. And he's in more Hall of Fames than I even knew existed. But most notably, as of this weekend, the newest inductee to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And like Derrick Henry, he is a proud member of the Two First Names Club. He is Mike Keith. Mike, how are you, man? I'm doing well. And, the, you know, the Two First Names Club has been such a blessing in broadcasting. I wish I could tell you how many people have asked me, is that your real name? <laughs> you know, well, First question, is that your real name? <laughs> it is actually right. well michael i'm michael technically okay. on my birth certificate but yes it, it is that is my real name but there were you know i've had people at different points i had a guy who was doing a national show one time and he said he came on off the air he goes hey we just had a little bet on this he goes what is your real name and i said mike he goes no 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 come on you can tell us it's like no that's really my real name and he's like, no, it's got to be something else. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not something else. But 
Yeah. I digress. It's, I apologize. Your real name's like Giannis Antetokounmpo or something. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Not that cool. So, Mike, I am part Greek. I am part Greek. Oh, that counts Greek for freak. something. The Greek freak. Here we yes. go. I I'm all in. So, Mike, let's yes. start. Let's start at the beginning with you. Um, how did Mike Keith, voice of the Tennessee Titans, come about? Where did that start, and what did that look like? Well, I was uh, at. Talk about the broadcast part. I'm, I'm guessing, Jack. Right? Yes. Um, yes. The first thing. So I went to work for WAGG in Franklin, which was the cable access station. Um, when I when I went to BGA, I decided that I was going to stop playing basketball, and that during in between football and baseball, I was going to try broadcasting, and. Um, WAGG was our cable access station. So they had to let you on the air, you know, whatever you wanted to do, they had to let you on the air because they were by law, your cable access station. So I went down there and uh, developed a show called sports week. Ooh, yes. And um, <laughs> had, a, had a lot of top name guests, I guess, Dennis King, Brentwood highs head basketball mm-hmm. coach was yeah. probably my, my number one guest, and I got to do one of his state championship games, I guess, his last year. So that was a big thrill because um, you, you really – I was lucky I came in contact with a lot of people like him who were really first class. Barry Booker and I went to school together at BGA, and so Book was on his way to Vanderbilt, and he he did my show. And then, you know, after I did that for a couple of years, I mean, I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I thought it was going to be baseball for me. I had some opportunities to play baseball and just decided I, you know, didn't really love that anymore. I I didn't, I didn't want to go through everything it was going to be to probably be the bullpen catcher. And so I I went to college and tried to get on at the student radio station, couldn't quite do it, pledged a fraternity. And then in the midst of while I was pledging, I went back to the radio station and a guy hired me and I walked back to the fraternity house and I said, I'm de-pledging. I said, because this is just really what I want to do. And, you know, those guys thought I was crazy and and I get it, you know, because you don't, you don't generally go to college to do that and to dive in in that way. But it was such a passion with me. And I got started early enough and got enough opportunities that I was able to, you know, sort of work my way through the system for 12 years in Knoxville first as a student and then as a, as a graduate and got a lot of opportunities in radio and TV and worked for the company that got the rights to the Titans games, drove them crazy saying I would do anything, literally stayed up all night taping a show for them in 1996 that was delivered to the uh, affiliates in the Mid-South who carried the last year of the Houston Oilers. And that got me to the scoreboard show the next year, the Memphis year. And then they decided they needed to hire somebody here. And I had a lot of sales and marketing experience because I, like I said, I was kind of willing to do whatever they asked me to do, um, trying to stay alive. You know, they, I had a talk show and they said, um, well, we're not going to pay you. The the only way you're going to get paid is if you sell advertising. And I thought at that point, career is over. You know, I'm going to become a teacher and a coach or do so, you know, cause I didn't think there was any way I could sell. And what I learned is when you're desperate, you can do pretty much anything. And I was desperate. So, I mean, it was, 
it was a lot of things that came together in a way that I was incredibly fortunate for all of it to go down. But, you know, I, I had some drive about it, which kind of gave me the ability to take advantage of the, the silly opportunities that just kept falling in my lap. It's a long answer, but that's really what happened. Well, it's a good answer. And you mentioned that you Thanks. played you, you played football at BGA, right? That's correct? And baseball. Yep. And baseball. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie, Mike. I read a little bit of your Wikipedia just to make sure I wasn't missing anything. <laughs> and I figured out through Wikipedia that you had some punting abilities in high school. Was there ever a time last season when you saw Trevor Daniel and a couple other guys roll out yeah. there that said, maybe I'd take a – Take a quick walk down from the booth, throw on some pads, and go punt some footballs. And and if not, please. <laughs> no, I'm I'm too far gone for that. I have no flexibility left. Yes, I was the uh, I was the 1984 Williamson County All County punter. No way! Wow! Wow! Yeah. I did not yeah. realize we were yeah, I know. amongst the presence. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, but you know, at a place like Beach GA, you play everything. Mm-hmm. I was. I was a start my junior year. I was a starting cornerback, wide receiver, kickoff and punt returner, holder for placements, and I was the punter. And so, I mean, you did everything. So when I talk to you know the guys that I work with with the Titans, they're like, "Oh, you just punted in high school." I'm like, "No, no, no. When you go to a school like ours, you 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 know you essentially play everything." And so then my senior year, they moved me to defensive end. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I mean, having a speed rusher. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what they wanted me to do. So I quit. I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I'm out. Um, and they, and they came back to me. I, I just, my dad talked me into going back out. He's like, it's your senior year. And Doug Langston was the position coach. You probably knew coach Langston, Jack. He was probably still around toward the, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just barely missed him, but Coach think, Langston was there. I think, I, think I 30 just points. missed him, yeah. Yeah, he was, a, he was a government and a history teacher, and he was just the best guy. And he told me, he said, um, he said, listen, he goes, I know you don't want to do this, you know, and, and, and he said, I get it. But he said, uh, we'll take care of you during the week in practice. We won't let you get real beat up. I'll show you how to play the position, and we'll have a good year. And he was 100% right. It was one of the best experiences of my life. And, you know, it really taught me a lot of respect for a coach who gets it. You know, somebody who just says, look, I know you're 158 pounds and you don't want to do this because, you know, you're still going to have some big tackles, even if they're 230 in the 1980s. That's still a lot bigger than 158. So, you know, that was that was one of the great lessons that I was able to learn from playing is seeing somebody coach somebody, not like, this is how we're going to, we, everyone does it this way. And no, instead it was, okay, this is a unique situation. We'll, we'll handle this for who you are. And and it's funny because I've compared it a couple of times to what I see out of Mike Vrabel is Mike Vrabel has no interest in winning the game on Wednesday or Thursday. He he's not out there knocking heads on Wednesday and Thursday trying to get ready for Sunday. He's taking care of Derrick Henry. He's going to take care of Julio Jones. That's why guys want to play for him. And, 
you know, I, when I went to Tennessee after that, I started to be around David Cutcliffe. Now, David Cutcliffe was at that time the tight end coach. I got to be around David Cutcliffe because his wife taught school with my aunt. Oh, and wow. so his wife told him, you better be nice to this guy. <laughs> well, so I, I had, you know, I'm 19 years old going to practice and I'm watching David Cutcliffe and Philip Fulmer and Doug Matthews and Kippy Brown and Larry Marmee and a bunch of guys who were just like that. Um, you know, those kind of coaches and you, you sort of grow to appreciate what their process is in all of it. We're a long way from punter, but, uh, I've, I've been real fortunate in a variety of sports. I've been around a lot of coaches that uh, I've learned a lot from and enjoyed watching. So safe to say you're the Bo Jackson of NFL team broadcasters. <laughs> the Bo Jackson of NFL team broadcasters. Yes, I mean, that would be dual, Yeah, okay, 100%. Good. I was yeah. going to say dual sport. Look, yeah. I'd, I'd throw I'm going you... with that. I'm going to put that on my card. Hang yeah, on I was going to say, I'd, I'd put you up against literally any other team broadcaster in any sport. Let's go. Like, I, I will go uh, I will go to war with you, uh, Mike. Now, thank you. As, okay, so as part of a two-hour televised special event that took place on Saturday night, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, class of 2021, presented by the Tennessee Titans, honored you by inducting you into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Now, look, no one, I don't think anyone listening or anyone ever in your career is discrediting your Hall of Fame career. But... You also hosted the show. So some people are asking, not Jack and I, but people are asking, it, was it rigged in your favor? Yes. Yeah, that was how <laughs> I got in. Um, what I did is Brad Willis has worked for me for years with Titans Radio. And uh, I, I say that because he started as an intern. He actually works with me. He doesn't really work for me, but he started as an intern. Sure. So I no, we can and say and I, I know Brad. And he's from yeah. Lewisburg. Yeah, he works Lewisburg, for you. So I like to keep him down. Yeah, he works um, for you for sure. I'm, I can get behind that. Yeah, but it was the whole thing. The fix was in. There's yeah, okay. no question. I said, okay, <laughs> I'll agree to host if you'll let me in. And so that was how it went down. You know, the the funny part of that story is. Um, I started hosting the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame dinners in 2000. I was supposed to do it in 1999. And Austin, you'll love this. So I worked with Doug Dickey at Tennessee when he was the athletic director, and he became the president of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame in 1999. So I'm already over here working for the Tennessee Oilers. And he says to me, you're going to host this dinner. And I'm like, well, A, I don't work for you anymore. You can't tell me that. First of all, I love and, that. I love that. You're like, yeah. well, but, that muscle. But, well, but that didn't work. He didn't care. That was the great <laughs> thing. about That's the great thing about Doug Dickey. He's like, no, you're doing it. And nobody said no to Coach Dickey. But the problem was I had no front teeth. I had no, my front teeth had been knocked out. And so I was going through implant surgery at that time. And I don't know if you guys know about that process, if you've ever been through it, but it, it took about 11 months of different oral surgeon visits and they do different, it's a, it's a long process. I actually did the first 13 games as the Titans announcer in 99 with a partial in and would put effort in there and denture cream or whatever until they got my teeth finished 
late in 1999. But I told Coach Dickey, I said, I can't host the dinner this February, February 99, because I'm having surgery to, to start this process. And I had all kinds of stitches and all this stuff. And he still wanted me to go up there. I'm like, I can't do it. It was like, I don't care so, if or not. I, yeah, I know. Well, and I, I could, I mean, I was having a hard time because you're getting used to the partial and you're sort of whistling and it, it's really not great. I, you know, it fell out a couple times in front of people and th then you have no front teeth and, you know, it's not a, it's not a great look. And so, so he told me, he goes, okay, well, you could start next year. And Bob Bell did the first year. He did 99, and then I took over in 2000. And it's just meant a lot to me to host it. And had there been a dinner, Austin, I would not have hosted it. I, oh. That that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have worked. But because we because we were in the situation we were in with, with um, COVID and having to make a decision about a venue in January or February, they couldn't make a decision then because we didn't know where we would be about you know reserving a venue. So we went ahead and did the TV special again. And as we went through it, you know, I just talked to Brad and we were going through all the production elements and that was a 10 hour shoot. Oh, we were, yeah. we were there. I mean, it's a long day and because I've been involved so long, they don't have to script everything out for me. I can just sort of ad lib some things and help save some time. Um, they could have brought in a better host, but they would have had to put a lot more time and effort into scripting and kind of laying things out. And so we just made this decision. And I think when you saw the thing, I told my dad was like, he goes, why are you hosting? This is, this is dopey. What is it? You know, I'm like, trust me when you, when you see it, I said, I don't think you'll think it's dopey. And if you saw it, I think you thought, nah, okay. They, they pulled it off because, because Brad Willis is a good broadcaster. And yes. so he could, yeah. So he, you know, he sort of took that part and rolled with it. And uh, then for the last hour and 48 minutes of the show, it was just like any other year. And I love hosting that because I really, as corny as it sounds, I really do love the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame and what it stands for. Well, I, I watched the thing and it was it was definitely like it was one of those it, like it, it looked like it, it was. It, 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 like so well professionally done and so well i mean obviously well hosted not to brag uh but it was it was but it was like just like from from you know like the b-roll graphics everything like from start to finish it was it was incredibly well done and and so kudos to you i just thought it was going to be a lot harder to get it out of you that uh it was completely rigged that you got in that you, you it was just, fixed yeah, yeah it was just it was, yeah, yeah. inside job that that got yeah it really I mean, was I yes said, okay, yes like your how, 20 years of broadcasting how do sure. i get in here? yeah let's see <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah all the it's all the years coming, of titans like, broadcasting Music City Miracle. It's almost like, like historical call. Yeah, sure. It's kind of like laying out, are you the founder of cork bats? <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds kind of <laughs> right. It's I really... was shocked though. I mean that the, the whole thing, I was I was really dumbfounded when they told me and still can't quite believe it because my 1984 all county punting trophy i don't think would have ever qualified me yeah did you uh, go in as a broadcaster or a punter i sh should have asked well i we discussed that i i wanted clarification <laughs> you know I, I really did but um it, it you know it's just been what's i tell you what's really cool is my parents are still here thank goodness and they got to see it and for them it uh 
I think now they understand why I didn't go to law school and maybe they're starting to get over it. Uh, my dad wasn't over it for years, but I think right. he's better now. Um, you know, we still have those discussions. He'll tell my children, go, you know what your dad should have done, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, so man. I think he's let it go. Yeah, sure. Hopefully. I would hope so. Hopefully. Yeah. Now. yeah. Um, so the music city miracle, you brought that up. Obviously it's a call that'll live on forever and ever. Um, you know, when, when a bunch of Titans fans hear it, including myself, you know, I still get chill bumps listening to it, but how does that compare to the 1995 national indoor paintball championships? Ooh, good question. Oh, it's, good it's, question. We were all it's not close, not even close. It's not, it's not close. <laughs> I mean, when you become the voice of paintball, um, you know, I, I could use the Dan Deardorff line there. Lord, you can just take me now. Um, it was that that's actually that's actually a pretty good story because my buddies with the Titans did not believe that was true. They thought that was put into my bio as a joke. And uh, I put it in there at one point. I requested that it be put in there because it is something I'm kind of proud of. And it's a great thing when you're going to speak to the Rotary Club or the Kiwanis Club of wherever, when they introduce you, they mention that. And people are always like, you know, um, people are always like, he did what? He, what was that again? Um, but they held it at Roan State Community College, which is in Harriman, Tennessee. Um, and they have a great indoor facility uh, and they do they do a lot of things in this, this facility. They, they obviously are able to do a rodeo or they're able to do a trade show or whatever. It's really a nice facility on the campus of, of that school. And they hooked me up to do this because they said that it was going to be something that ESPN two was going to make a series out of. And so we would shoot all day and then they would make 13, 22 minute shows well, I'm 27 years old. I want to be on ESPN. That's what I want to do. You know, yeah, I'm a young yeah. guy and um, hoping this thing doesn't fall down. Um, so I go out there and I, you know, I don't know anything about paintball. It looks like fun, but I spend all my weekends working. So I, you know, I, I don't hunt, I don't fish, I don't play paintball. I don't, I, I mean, I, I think it'd be great, but that's just not how life unfolded for Strictly me. Strictly business. So, well, I mean, sports happens at night and on weekends. So if you're gonna if you're gonna work, that's what you do. Long story short, they said all you really have to be is the PA announcer. And when we get in there, then the world's greatest female paintball player is going to be your color commentator. She'll take it from there. You don't have to do anything. I said that's fantastic. <laughs> So we, so we get there five o'clock in the morning is the call time. So I leave my house at four 15. I get there at five o'clock and they said, well, we've got some good news. We've got some bad news. The good news is we've got a great show. We've got a great crew. It's going to be fantastic. The bad news is the world's greatest female paintball player has laryngitis. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And I'm like, and I'm, Oh, oh, dude. Hilarious. So they say, what we want you to do is we want you to talk during what would be her segments. And 
then we will go back and recut her audio at a later time. So, <laughs> so I don't know anything about this sport. I don't know anything about these people. I've done no research. And I think about the old Bob Costas story from when he started broadcasting. Like one of the first things he ever broadcast was a hockey game. And he didn't know anything about either team. So he picked one guy and he had one guy do everything. That was how he got through it. And so I um, just made up stuff. I said, oh, Bob Smith here is one of the greatest long-range shooters in all of paintball. I said, in Istanbul three years ago, he shot a guy from 74 meters. You know, I start meters. <laughs> Giving him the meters. Right, yeah, because um, they do that system in Istanbul. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. <laughs> Well, about that time, Bob Smith shot a guy from like 74 meters. And I can hear the guys in the truck going, how the hell does he know this? This is crazy. <laughs> so they, it doesn't end up being made into a series. We were there for literally 15 hours. And it doesn't end up being made into a series. They put out a VHS of it. I have the VHS. Oh, my God. I, have sh I showed it to my coworkers. And they just hooted and hollered. And uh, and I was once recognized on a sidewalk. Hey, aren't you the voice of paintball? No. Wow. Yes, I am. I mean, I was at that time. I'm not now. Oh, my gosh. That is. And uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe your, your famous call was, there is no paint on the shirt. It's on a the miracle. Shirt. Yes. Yeah. It is a miracle. Yes. Yeah. That was Team oh. Extreme has pulled a miracle, a miracle for Team Extreme. Team I think that's what I said. <laughs> right. There were teams. He shot something. Were, he shot something. He shot yeah, Pat Ryan. <laughs> he would have been great. Um, but they um there were teams and then there were one-on-one -on -one competitions, and it was actually quite cool. It it really was. Um, and it was a great, you know, it was a great lesson in because I'd never worked anything on that scale. So seeing using the monitor and seeing the cameras and the different switching. I mean, it really was kind of a neat thing that I, that I got to do, but yeah, it really, it really happened. It just goes to show, you know, you got to take every job they hand you. Yeah. I, I love that. I freaking love that. Uh, so on your Wikipedia page in the, I don't know if you've know this, I don't know how many times you, you go to your Wikipedia page. Honestly, if I had my own Wikipedia page, be I'd, go, I'd be week, on it every once single a week day. Visit, yeah. But yeah, you're the I founder make... of Corked Bats. Well, so what do you care? Hopefully, hopefully, you know, one day I can aspire to, uh, to getting my own Wikipedia page. But if I was, I would be on it every single day uh, just to, you know, fact check everything. And in the opening paragraph of your Wikipedia page, they talk about your iconic sack line. They obviously, like they say, you know, touchdown Titans and sack two of your most iconic calls that, you know, you do uh, outside of last year regularly. And the wow. <laughs> nice. And the word and the word they they actually wrote out the word sack, like how you say it with two S's, 11 A's, eight C's and nine K's. Now, my question to you is, would you say that's accurate? Because personally, no. I feel like it's more like one S. 13 A's, six C's, and, and, and 12 K's. And I say sack, duh, E-D. Uh, and they didn't even put in the E-D. No, they get, everybody gets it wrong. Well, first of all, that's the, probably the first time in history anyone has ever asked for the E-D. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's so it's your show. Yeah. It's your show. <laughs> you do whatever you want. So wait. So yeah. First of all, they didn't even get. They didn't even get the fact that it's past tense. It's not present right. tense. And and you you whoever wrote this. This is why I would be on my Wikipedia page every single day. I would make. I would correct it. How Can many, I tell you a great story? Is there an EDD or is it just an ED at the end? It's, got, it's, a, it's I, short, I, I, right? I, I don't know. I just I think that I did that during a preseason game the first time because Rhett Bryan was spotting and he fell asleep in the fourth <laughs> quarter of a preseason game. And I screamed it in his ear. I, he wasn't really asleep, but he was kind of out of it. You're and right, I screamed right. it in his ear and just did it because nobody was listening. You know, everybody's got, I mean, if you're listening to the, you know, the last minute of the fourth preseason game, man, you are some fan. Yeah. Uh, even my relatives turned that off. You know, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> which is why I'm glad there's no more fourth preseason game, but I did that. And then I went to my daughter's school for bring your father to work day. And one of the kids asked me to do that. I have no idea why I think she's in kindergarten. And so I did it and all the kids just started laughing. And so then another kid asked me to do it again. I did it again. And then the teacher asked me to please stop. It was too, not using my inside voice. Um, <laughs> but my daughter just absolutely probably a Colts fan. Let's be honest. <laughs> eh, not true. Not true. Not okay. even joking about that now. Come on now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. Good. But she, she thought it was really great. So for me, to see my daughter think something that I did was cool. I was always going to do that from then on. That was oh, really awesome. That was the genesis of all that. The funny thing about the Wikipedia thing. So my, I grew up in the South part of Franklin in a, in a neighborhood called green Valley. And at that time, now there's a big development there called Berry farms and tons of people live out there at that time. Nobody lived at the goose Creek bypass. And so I lived out there. There was Oakwood, Green Valley, Ellington Park, and, and um, the other one was uh, Red Wing Farms. Okay, so there were four subdivisions. That was it. My best friend lived in Ellington Park, and we have stayed friends. He lives in Memphis, and he's a coach over there, and he's done real well. And, and so we've stayed friends over 40 years. He calls me, and he says, hey, uh, because I got to apologize to you. And I said, uh, what for? He said, um, well, it's about your Wikipedia page. And I said, never Chris, a call, I said, never a call anyone wants to receive. <laughs> well, no, this is true story. Hand of the Bible. Um, I said, Chris, what is my, what is a Wikipedia page? This has been years and years. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what it is. Well, what he was doing is he was going on there and putting stories about himself in my Wikipedia page. <laughs> You say is inspired by Chris Lewis or Chris Lewis taught him this or the well, which I think is absolutely hilarious. I think that's a screen, but apparently there's a Wikipedia police or something. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Or or somebody didn't think that was funny. And, you know, that was what I mean, he was he was sincerely calling me to apologize. And I said, man, that's a screen. 
I just think the part where they list me six two could be a little misleading. That's yeah, the, you sure, know. right. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Trust <laughs> me. No, I I used to I used to go into the city of Brentwood's Wikipedia page and add myself to the n- list of notable residents, and so <laughs> nice. it'd be like it'd be like Kesha, you know, like I don't know, like Michael W. Smith, like literally, I all these singer songwriters. Uh, Vince Gill, and then like Austin Huff. And like, I was the only name that didn't have like a hyperlink to my own Wikipedia page. So like, I clearly stood out, but uh, the the Wikipedia police would catch me all the time. So <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to edit pages anymore. <laughs> well, it's a, uh, I thought it was great. I was like, I'm so glad you did that. Oh, it's because awesome. I'm, yeah. I, I, I mean, he's a, I'm, I'm very fortunate. There are a lot of people in my life who have a phenomenal sense of humor so that's uh that's a good thing you need that in this business that's for sure the uh before we let you go i gotta ask you how many of derrick henry's off-season workout videos do you think you could accomplish oh gosh very few very few very you know few. we're that's we're a long way from all county punter uh, <laughs> I mean, we're a long way away um there might have been a point in my life that I could have tried to do something, but um, you remember this story because you know you know the Titans well. Um, after his first year, he went back to Alabama to finish his degree, and there were people who said, "Oh, what's he doing?" and and then they showed a workout video from him at Alabama. And it was like, okay, I don't think we have anything to worry about because the word was, and we didn't, we didn't know him very well sure. his rookie year because he didn't say two words. And um, come to find out, he loves to work out. He's like Eddie George in that regard. He absolutely loves it. He he likes trying different things. He, you know, he loves plyometric stuff. He loves body weight. He loves the, you know, sort of the CrossFit. I mean, all sorts of elements and. Because of that, I don't think you ever have to worry about him. I I mean, back when we used to work out, it was four sets of six, run a mile and a yeah, right. sprint and ten and ten sprints, you know. They barely let us have water. So that's how long ago that's been. Yeah, I wasn't doing many uh Bosu ball uh band balance with the giant chain around my neck uh push ups, uh from what I can remember. I I may have. But you know I, what's you know what's amazing about that, Austin, is that a lot of guys in the NFL marvel at what he does. Right, right. The, when you see, and this is what I used to see with Steve McNair, when you see other NFL players marvel at a teammate or or somebody that they that they play against, when you see that, that's a special guy. That's the way Julio Jones is too. I mean. To to see him out there, you're the other guys are going. That's Julio Jones. I'm on the same team with Julio Jones. Yeah, you know, right. um, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Mike, are you workshopping anything for Julio? Do you, do yeah, you have a yeah, touchdown, do you have a Julio. Yeah, do you, do you yeah. have anything interesting? Are you no? That's going to just happen. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't do sort of individual touchdown yeah. stuff but, in terms of. It's Julio, you know. <laughs> it is Julio. I mean, he would certainly be worthy of anything, right? Um, I, I'm honored to call his games. I'm excited to, you know, to have the opportunity to watch him play because having seen him from afar for a long period of time, I mean, he is 
you know, he is the best of a generation. And that's saying something because there are a bunch of guys who are really good, but those guys think he's the best, you know, and that's, to me, that's a really cool thing about where he is at this point in his career. I also like the fact that, you know, he was, uh, well, here we go falling down. (laughs) Um, I also like the fact that he was more than a little bit annoyed by the fact that, you know, people are saying all the stuff about, well, does he have anything left? And what about his health? And, you know, that's that's good. I hope he comes in kind of hacked off. Yeah, right. Right. Gives him gives a little chip on the shoulder. Um, All right. I, I lied. One last thing before we let you go. Would it be this might be completely immature uh, and unprofessional of us, but and 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 you can feel free to decline. Feel free to just say, nah, it's all right. I, thanks. I'm I'm all county punter. I don't need to do this. Uh, could you do a fake call of Jack throwing a game-winning touchdown pass to me for the Titans? Oh yeah, we can do that. Um, okay, so Jack's the quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. who are we maybe play? like a three-step drop, a fade. We're uh, playing okay. the Jaguars. Okay. Playing the Jaguars. Playing yeah. the Jaguars. That, that's the only okay. team Jack and I would have a legit shot at scoring against. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. And and how long you want to you want to fade is what you want? Yeah. Let's. We're like right inside the red zone. Nineteen. Would, would you so, say, Jack? I don't know. Yeah, about nineteen yards. That's out. a long fade. I mean, you're probably inside the ten for a well, fade. I mean, we're we're also. You know, pretty athletic. not to split hairs it's, it's the jaguars yeah don't you know. sell us short i mean we're pretty athletic uh you know we're not all county punters but we were pretty decent in our heyday i understand <laughs> i understand but i appreciate you qualifying that properly in terms of ability right um so i think what you'd say is Tannehill's going to have to leave the ball game now and the titans are going to bring in jack gentry at quarterback gentry 6-1-205 second year out of colgate prepped at Battleground Academy in Franklin, where he was an all-county punter before he was able to go on and play for the Red Raiders of Colgate. Well, he steps into the lineup here. It's third and goal at the eight. Jacksonville leads this one 21-17, 42 ticks remaining in the game. Titans out of timeouts. A field goal does them no good right here. So Gentry takes a direct snap, three-step drop, looks to his right. He's going to fade it into the corner for Austin Huff. Touchdown, Titans! Oh, my goodness! Huff actually caught the ball! <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, that Titans corner. lead 23-21 with the extra point pending. Let's go. What a gym. Let's go. <laughs> Look, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't have... Red Raiders, is that right? Oh, I don't know what Colgate is. I hope so. I, I think they are. I think, look, Mark, and I don't have like a very prestigious career, so that I, this may not be saying much, but that was the highlight of anything that I have ever done, ever. Like that was it's all, it's all down from done, here. It is literally like I think I can literally retire and be like, yep, I had a very, very successful career. You did it. I we did beat it. the Jags. We beat I the Jags. We I hope this Jags. makes it to my Wikipedia page one day. He, <laughs> well, I, your Wikipedia. Austin, had a fake touchdown, caught a fake touchdown from Jack Gentry as called by Mike. Keith. And see what you and what you're going to want to do is have Chris Lewis get on there and edit your Wikipedia page for you. I'd right. say you would probably you probably have a lot of 
people who'd want to edit your Wikipedia page. Well, the Wikipedia page, the police, they won't let me edit it. That's for sure. So I'll need Chris's help. Mike, dude, you are awesome for doing this. We just literally, and, and, and for doing it on short notice too, you were like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll hop on, which we really appreciate. Couldn't have had a better guest for episode 69 that you are the man you are, uh, seriously, a, a hall of famer and a, a legend, uh, not just in Tennessee, amongst the entire NFL. And we are, we are literally honored and fortunate to have just your presence. Join us on our podcast. You, you make our show a million times better just by being on here. So thank you so much, man. Did we actually record this? We did not. No. Yeah. They, oh, the whole time, good. That was just okay. a practice run through. If we could. Good, run it back. good. Well, let me know when we're going to start. <laughs> You're the best, Mike. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right. (laughs) There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Wow. Mike Keith phenomenal that was that was a fun interview for i I, you know austin and myself we we took it a different route we could have talked you know upcoming you know how do the titans look what do you think about this what do you think about that with this 2021 team but those topics will be exhausted and will continue to be exhausted throughout the season. So I'm glad we got to have a unique conversation with uh, the voice of the Titans, the, you know, the Tennessee sports hall of famer as of 2021, but uh, we're going to move forward with things. But before we do that, let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but also America's top rated sports book. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z, A-T-O-Z, when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code A to Z, capital A. T-O capital Z for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Jack, one of my biggest pet peeves in sports talk radio is when a sports talk radio show has a great guest and a phenomenal interview. And then they spend the entire next segment or sometimes maybe even the next two segments reacting to that podcast or to that interview, especially in this day and age of the internet where right after an interview happens, you can go online and listen to it in full. There is really no need for you to spend time dwelling on the interview that just happened when you could just send people to Things your move stations. quickly nowadays, right? You can send people to your station's website or to your social channels to check out the interview that just happened. Um, it, it, it's, I just think it's lazy. I think it's, you know, why not get into other topics, get into more flex your, your, your muscle a little bit, 
but most most are like, no, let's go and just sit and talk about everything that everyone just listened about. With that said, I want to spend a little bit of reacting about that Mike Keith interview <laughs> because, oh my gosh, dude, that is Mike Keith. First of all, uh, color me shocked. You you know, learn something new every day. I had no idea that the voice of paintball was also did football broadcasting on the side. Like I, that was incredible. That was that that and uh, you know, along with him being, an, what was it, an all county punter, all a DGA, go Cats, <laughs> right? right? Like I feel like, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, actually, don't correct me if I'm wrong because just roll with it for the narrative here. But I feel like Mike Keith is like your idol as a kid growing up at going through the ranks of BGA wanting to get into broadcasting of some sort. Uh, and like, I feel like that's just every kid, like George Plaster, Mike Keith, it's like a one, one, a one B type exactly, thing yeah. of, of guys that BGA kids look up to. I know Zach, Zach Bingham. Those are the only two people he, like he is most kids had like posters of like Frank Thomas and Bo Jackson on their walls. Like, no, uh, Zach Bingham only had, posters of uh, uh mike keith and george plaster uh on his wall which the i mean the george plaster poster he was shirtless in which i never understood but yeah the, look that's that, that that's zach's problem right okay? that's, that's BGA, his look, demons he's got the wildcats sure uh <laughs> <laughs> no but it's i i love um i love the fact that yeah we he's just shared he opened up stories and i feel like and I haven't heard I'll, I'll hand raise. I haven't heard every Mike Keith interview that he's ever done, but he hit us with stuff that I had never heard before. That's he, that, that, that interview that he just did was completely different. And you know, that's, that, that's something that we try to provide um, kind of a, a different take on the Titans, because right? God knows there's enough podcasts out there talking. Uh, and there's a lot of great podcasts, the Titans podcasts out there that, that yeah, you know, yeah. constantly talk about the team preseason uh, training camp, you know, how do the rookies look, but look, and, this and week, we, nothing happened. And we, we could have done that. We could have said like, oh, Julio Jones. like, And we talked about Julio a little bit. But like, we could have been like, oh, how excited are you to talk about, you know, uh, the greatest wide receiver no, of all time? Or like, screw that. Let's talk paintball. Yeah, right. Like, we could have been like, oh, what do, you, do you think this defense <laughs> is going to do better this season than they were last season? Like, like that's that's just to me is like it's so mundane. And you can go. There are so many podcasts on the Internet where you can find that kind of stuff. Here we wanted to have fun and we wanted to give get I wanted to dig deep. I wanted to find stuff out about Mike Keith that I never knew. And we did that, I think. Mm. And, and I think it was it was so much fun and credit to him. And and look, if there's one thing that Jack and I are always with our tuppers, we are always transparent. We always love to peel back the curtain and let you guys in on the inner workings of this podcast because I think you guys deserve that. You guys are are an incredibly loyal podcast listening fan base and we appreciate you all so much. We want to bring you guys in behind the scenes, kind of peel back the curtain and real talk. We had another guest booked for big guest episode 69, a big guest, a, a guest that we hope to be getting on very soon. They had to bail no joke, 50 minutes before we were scheduled to record. 
so Jack and I are freaking out. We're like, oh, what are we going to do? And and it's happened to us before on this podcast. We've gotten no, Jim yeah. Wyatt mm. last minute. We've gotten other guys. like Lindale White actually did this to us like five times. So we, yeah, we, yeah. we've been prepared for these moments. <laughs> yeah, most of the time this has happened, it's been Lindale White. Never <laughs> before. And trust me, the, the guest we're working on is not Lindale White. I can assure you guys no. that. Uh, <laughs> we we, we moved have, on. We, moved we didn't have enough Patron to pay him in. So <laughs> the we, we so we got... We got this guest and he backed out. So we're scrambling and we're freaking out and we're like, who are we going to get? Who are we can get? And we wanted to get someone big because it was episode 69 because we're immature. And so I said, you know what? Let's just throw up a, a Hail Mary. Let's, th- let's throw up a miracle, if you will. And let's see if we can pull Mike Keith. And sure enough, the text goes out and Mike Keith says, I've got an event tonight. TSU, I'm doing this thing. You know, have totally turned us down. Yeah, he, t- he well, he totally, he honestly, probably should have turned us down, especially when I accused him of wanting to have ED in the interview. Uh, but he, he, he said, he, he said, he said, no, I, yeah, I'll do it. He's like, you know, do you mind, you guys mind going at this time? And I said, no, let's do it, let's do it. And he jumped in last minute, and honestly, he was, uh, in my opinion, probably better than the guests that we had lined up. Um, I mean, he's impossible to beat. It, it, it's hard to beat Mike Keith as an interview on this podcast. And cause it's like, you guys know how much I love Derrick Henry. I'm obsessed, uh, hand raised. I love Derrick Henry. If we had Derrick Henry on this podcast, it would have been awesome, but we wouldn't have gotten that great of an interview. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 Derrick Henry wouldn't have like played along and, and done all of that because that's just who Derrick Henry is. Mike Keith dude had fun with us. I legitimately accused him of rigging his own induction into the Tennessee sports hall of fame. And without skipping a beat, he goes, yeah, it was rigged. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just freaking love that dude. And he's so awesome. And we as Titans fans feel honored that you have not just a guy who's as good at what he does, doing what he does for this team, but a guy as nice as he is doing what he does for this team. Mm-hmm. He is a genuinely nice human He's being. A full and package. If any single one of you guys went up to him on the street and said, Mike Keith, I just love you. He would, he would probably add you to his family's Christmas card list. And he's and a great I, dude. He he's is a good dude. God, I, you know, I hope to get him on again soon, maybe during the season, but it, look, his schedule is constantly booked. He's a he's well, he's speaking everywhere. Like, yeah, he's doing he's, TSU events for Eddie George on a random Tuesday night. <laughs> so I, I do really appreciate him coming on. And, you know, I, we told him that. We thanked and thanked and thanked him. Um, but, yeah, I, look, the guests that we were going to have, we're, we're going to get back on. We will yes. we will get him on. And I'm, ex- I'm still um, very excited for him. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. But, and, you uh, know, Jack and I, we, Jack and I are going to have fun with this person. So we can't wait for that. So, I mean, that that kind of, you know, that kind of puts a bow on, on Mike Keith and everything. You know, I, I'm really excited about that. Uh, right. Again, I hope you guys again, like it as much as we did. It's incredibly but, lazy when sports talk hosts dwell on the interview that they just had and waste time talking about it because it's like, okay, we just heard it. You don't have to go into it. So just let me put that out there one more time. But, uh, but I was going to say, you know, we usually close the sode with Remember the Titan. But right. this week – Things got started a little early. Yeah, we we got a midweek Remember the Titan from arguably one of the greatest Remember the Titans, a guy who, when we first started this segment, a lot of people forgot that he was a Titan. 
the one of the greatest wide receivers in Titans franchise history. And even though he did it, his accolades didn't really come when he was with the Titans came with other teams, but you're talking about David Givens. No, no, no. Do you got another guess? You're talking about Algie Crumpler was a tight end. Who else? Harry Douglas. Uh, no, no, no. Think, um, Hmm. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. It was Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Yeah, I thought you were going to guess Andre Johnson, but no, no. Randy Moss. Uh, yeah, no, Randy Moss, the, the greatest Titans wide receiver of all time until Julio uh, was traded here. Um, so Randy Moss comes out and he hits us randomly on Twitter, which I always forget that Randy Moss has a Twitter account until people just retweet. Him I wasn't following him until until these this string of tweets. I'm still not following him because his Twitter account sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I like to see his, a nice, I follow him on Instagram and all it is, is uh, him catching bass. His Twitter account is his Tennessee Titans t- tenure. That's how bad it is. It's, it's not great. Um, it doesn't showcase him as a personality very well, but so I, I didn't follow him, but he did tweet and he, Jack, why don't you go ahead and hit us with the tweet that he sent? Okay. Out. So Randy Moss out of the blue, on what was it? It, it was uh, Sunday. Titans, I've got one for you. Ahmad Hall, ring a bell? CJ2K surely does. I'm talking about my favorite players I enjoyed watching or playing with. Um, so he kind of threw out, you know, hey, guys, remember Ahmad Hall? Because yeah. that guy well, was pretty sweet. Which is funny because Randy Moss literally could have been like, hey, Titans, remember me? <laughs> He's selfless. He's putting him on hall. That's true. Uh, and I, you got to respect first. that. Yeah. So, you got to respect that. So this conversation, uh, you know, uh, he's just kind of really putting it out there. And um, one of the best Titans in Titans history, uh, Ryan Mouton. Oh, well, maybe he's not any of those things, but it's, he was a Titan. <laughs> he was a Titan. You um, had that part, right? Yes. Ryan Mouton responds and he says, Sarge with what four G's and Randy Moss says, nah, man, y'all, this is tough to read. Nah, man, y'all gambled (laughs) it away, bro. They won't believe us if we told them the story of that year. And, you know, they go on, they chat and the conversation goes on. Randy Moss again says locker room before practice, after meetings, how many times we was late, LOL. Um, This was 2010 when Randy Moss played for the Titans. Yeah. Trevor Daniel was a Titan longer than Randy Moss. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) So the Titans in 2010 sucked. They went six and 10. Jeff Fisher. um, I think that that was his last ride. I I believe 20. It was either 2010 or 2011. Um, But, you know, the fact that he just went online and was like, yeah, man, we were late to everything. Like, haha, like just joking around. Um, that was probably, you know, I, I imagine that was Jeff Fisher's, uh, you know, final, like, all right, get me the hell out of this. Yeah. Place. Jeff Randy Fisher's Moss is like, making hey guys, me look like an ass. Yeah. Guys, do, do we really have to talk about this on Twitter? Can you just like not pick up the phone and just text back and forth? Like, do you really need to like admit that like players were late to meetings in one of the worst seasons, uh, and, which led to my departure? You know, another thing that was so funny about this was when Randy Moss tweeted that and Ryan Mouton responded, I guarantee you Randy Moss was like, who the hell is this guy that's tweeting at me? Why, do I, why does he know me? Why does, yeah, yeah, he think, right, right. why does he think we know each other? I guarantee you Randy Moss getting tweeted by Ryan Mouton was like Deion Sanders getting tweeted by Kevin Byard. It was like, why is this random fan just tweeting me <laughs> yeah, right now? <laughs> 
But he did kick off Remember the Titan, which is how we always close our shows. And for that, right. Randy Moss, we thank you. So, yeah, Randy Moss, thanks for playing along this week, man. Feel free to play along every week. I would and actually it was a good Remember it. the Titan. I would die if Randy Moss would play Remember the Titan every week, where every week he's just like, every Sunday, he just tweets out, hey, here's my random Titan of the week this week. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like, uh, here's uh, Sean Green is my random Titan this week. Sean Green's a good one. I don't even know if we've done him. Uh, it's Sean now. Green, right? I got that name right. Yeah, Sean Green. Sean, S-H-O-N-N. S-H-O-N. The best way to spell Sean. It's neither here nor there. Two ends, yeah. Sean Green. Sean Green out of Iowa, right? Jeez, I, should I pick him as my this week's Remember the Titan? I, might. I mean, it's never, it's not too late. Do you do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I feel okay. I feel fine going first. My guy this week was drafted by the Titans in the fifth round of the 2004 NFL draft. He played college ball at Ohio State. He's a linebacker, and his name is James Robert Reynolds. That's right, Robert Reynolds. Uh, he played three seasons with the Titans. He started in two games, mainly a special teams guy, but he did contribute. Uh, forced one f- or recovered one fumble, uh, had a safety in, uh, in Austin. I told you about this, so I would ask you, but uh, you already know the answer. <laughs> His one safety came in 2004 when the Titans beat, or was it 2004? It was 2005. It was 2005 when the Titans beat the Ravens 25 to 10. And I'm going to give you guys that are listening a chance to guess. Who do you think the Ravens quarterback was in 2005? Mm, let's see here. It's before Joe Flacco. It's before Troy Smith. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. And this is like, I'm not even Googling. Look, my hands are up. Uh, you can see me in the Zoom screen. Everyone listening to this podcast cannot. Uh, you're just going to have to take my word for it. I'm just going to go on a limb and say Anthony Wright. It was Anthony Wright. Yeah. What? All right. Yeah. Let's go. Anthony Wright got hammered that day. Six sacks, threw a pick, um, and got safetyed by Robert Re- Robert Reynolds. The, the story with Robert Reynolds goes deeper than pro football. It actually goes back to his days at Ohio State, where he's known for a specific incident um, called the Reynolds. Please don't tell me Donnie Nicky was involved. Donnie Nicky actually could have been on this team with him. They could have played at Ohio State together. I believe they did actually. Okay, wait, hang on. Lines what up. year? What year? Uh, you you keep going on with your story. I'll look this up. I'll do the I'll do the groundwork. So he played in Ohio State. Uh, he played at Ohio. He was drafted in 2004. So the four years leading up to 2004. Okay. Um, but so he's known for this incident called the Reynolds Sorgi incident, and it's where Reynolds uh, choked Wisconsin's quarterback Jim Sorgi, and he actually injured Sor- Sorgi's trachea. After the play had been whistled dead, very malicious, very intentional. And it took him, you know, he was in college before 2004. So it took him up until 2011 to apologize. And by that time, he cited his wife and four children as the reason he wanted to clear his reputation. So uh, a statement that could have been made after the game, the week following, uh, was made almost 10 years later. So Robert Reynolds, he was dirty on the football field, but, you know, he was a Titan. So we have to back him up. He, he he ended up being a restrict, restricted free agent in the 2007 offseason. Titans signed him on March 1st, um, but he was placed on injured reserve. He had a bunch of uh, bad bad injury history. 
And actually, you know, the interesting thing about his sack was it didn't come against Anthony Wright. Instead, Reynolds blocked a David Zastoodle. Uh, a Dave Zastoodle. I got it. There's no way that I'm saying that right. Yeah, no, David's no. That's punter, a, no that, look, I, I have no idea, but I'm going to tell you right now, that's 100% right. It's, he was the Ravens punter. He blocked that. And uh, Zastoodle. The ball was covered by the Ravens in the end zone, which ended up crediting Reynolds for the safety. But one more, I, one more. I, I, I actually prefer, I actually prefer David to Stoodles over uh, Pop Tarts. <laughs> Toasters, Stoodles. Toast, Toaster Stoodles. <laughs> so one last thing on Robert Reynolds. Reynolds and his older brother, Patrick Reynolds, are believed to be the only siblings to win national championships at now the BCS level, where... Robert Reynolds won a title with Ohio State and at the 1AA level where his brother Patrick, who was a senior offensive lineman on Western Kentucky's national championship team. And wow. they both they both won in 2002 to make it even you know even more unlikely. So Sorgi Reynolds incident, him and his brother the only two to win BCS and D1AA double, double and um, Dave Zastoodle got his punt blocked like an idiot. Shout out the Hilltoppers back when the Hilltoppers were one double A and now, now they are uh FBS uh, program. Uh, just to confirm Donnie, Nikki, Robert Reynolds teammates on the 2002 Ohio state national championship team. Yeah. When you brought that up and I saw that he had intentionally choked a quarterback, I knew that there had Donnie to be Nikki Donnie was Nikki there. was on the field there. He had to be involved. And look, we don't want to get sued for like libel or, or or defamation or anything, but without question, Jack and I can say he was there. <laughs> Donnie Nicky was present at that at that trachea incident. <laughs> Robert Reynolds, though, what an interesting story from a guy I really don't remember at all. Oh, Robbie Reynolds. I remember. Uh, I think we all remember Robbie Reynolds. Um, no, I don't think many of us remember Robbie Reynolds. Uh, Donnie Nicky probably does, though. Uh Jim Sorgi definitely does. His PIC. Jim Sorgi definitely <laughs> does. Which shout out Jim Sorgi. Wow, what that should that should be a remember. Did Sorgi played in the NFL, right? Didn't I he? believe so. I don't think he did. He do much though. Sorgi. Jim Sorgi. Yeah, he played for the Colts. Yeah, he. Uh, I was gonna say that, that should be a remember the Colt. If they do yeah, that, segment he was their on, backup for for a handful of years on a Colts podcast. They should do, they should do a, a, a Jim Sorge should be the first player they do on Remember the Colts. All right, so good luck topping Robert Reynolds. Awesome, uh, good luck, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that luck because I'm going to need that luck because I am going with a guy for episode 69, a guy that I briefly mentioned off of the top of this episode. If you can remember back that far. My remember the Titan this week, John Daniel Runyon, number one <laughs> in your hearts, but number 69 in your playbooks. And I don't know about you guys, but I am old enough to remember when John Runyon was a player and not just his son. Now his kid is in the league. John Runyon Jr. plays offensive line for the, he played offensive line for Michigan Wolverines. And was drafted by the Green Bay Packers in 2020. <laughs> cool. That makes me feel real young at heart. No, it doesn't. Runyon was drafted in the fourth round, 109th overall in the 96 draft by the Houston Oilers, now the Tennessee Titans. Let me say that again. 
by the Houston Oilers. Now the Tennessee Titans, Denny Houston Texans fans we have listening. Shout out throwback uniforms. If we have a single Houston Texans fan that listens to us, I don't know how we haven't driven you away yet. If if there is a single Houston Texans fan that listens to this podcast, you're a psycho. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Like I have, I don't have a problem. One of those with guys who likes pain, you know. He, that is, yeah. What are like? <laughs> are we your dominatrixes? <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you like we legitimately have an entire segment that just called laughing at the Houston Texans where we just laugh at you guys. Like that is because if you're here now. You just write it out. It can't get much. It can't if, get much more brutal. If you're here now as a Houston Texans fan, shout out. Look, I actually, I'm not even mad. I have respect for you. I have respect for you. You, you can yeah. just put up with that kind of uh, torment. And especially in a podcast, because it's like, he can talk back. It's like, he can, mm-hmm. he's probably like yelling. At we get the final say, and that's how it is. Yeah, he's probably like, oh, that's not exactly true, you guys. Bill <laughs> O'Brien is not as dumb as you guys say he was. He's actually a football genius. You need to get your facts straight. Laramie Tunzel trade made sense, I swear to God. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is, is in his... All right, I'm not going there. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, so John Runyon played with the Houston Oilers in 96, became a starter <laughs> in only the sixth game of his rookie season. He moved with the team as the, the team became the Tennessee Oilers, 97, 98. Finally played one year... I, this is weird. I, and I'm legitimately reading this from his Wikipedia page. Finally played one year in the new jerseys as the Tennessee Titans in 1999. I mean, I guess it fits with, he, he wore the new Jersey. Yeah. Throwbacks. Yeah. I, I don't know why they threw that in. They could should we call those old jerseys, the Tennessee Oilers jerseys, the Runyons. Oh, should we? He, the Runyon throwbacks. Cause he only played that one year in 99. Mm-hmm. And that was their first year in existence. Uh, when the team made it to Super Bowl. 34, where they were then beaten by Kurt Warner and the St. Louis Rams. Is that in there? Oh, my God. I was going to say. Well, if that was in there, I would have thrown my computer against the wall. Uh, That little, whoever that little dick is out there, just adding that to people. Whose Wikipedia was that in? It was. Oh, it was in multiple. It was in multiple players' Wikipedias. There was like one guy that we did that had like three sentences, and that was one of them. He had three sentences, and one of them was who was defeated by the Kurt Warner and the St. Louis Rams in Super Bowl 34. It's like, yeah, we know. All right. We remember Uh, Runyon. Here's a fun fact. Runyon was the last active player in the NFL to have played for the Houston Oilers. How about that? Really? Yeah. All pro in 1999 pro bowl selection in 2002, but he was with the Eagles. then, so we don't need to talk about that. Uh, Not only is he a Titan, not only is he number 69. (laughs) I, he also won a cock. Us a caucus. Oh, am I, am I 12 years old? I think I'm 12 caucus. years old because he's now a politician who is the was the U.S. representative for New Jersey's third con- congressional district from 2011 to 2015. I did not know really? this. John Runyon went into politics, a man of many talents. And here's another fun fact for you and might be the only like uh player in the member of the Titans history to have done this, but. He also appeared as a construction worker alongside other Philadelphia Eagles in the season four episode of America's Next Top Patty's Billboard Model Contest. On Always Sunny? On Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Oh, I love That's my favorite show of all time. I know exactly the episode. Is that not incredible? Freaking John Runyon is not just a, uh, (laughs) not just an incredible offensive lineman, but a, incredible tv show actor i'm gonna tweet a picture of that most successful 
like uh, fr- uh, TV shows of all time. That is hysterical. That is literally my favorite show. I've seen every episode probably over a hundred times. I'm a sicko when it comes to that. But um, I can't believe that they snuck him in there and I had no idea. Yeah. And here's an even more fun fact. One that he probably doesn't care for us to share, but I'm going to anyway, because we're transparent with you, Tuppers. In his spare time, Runyon works as an Uber driver in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> wow. He's one of us. One of us. One of one us. Of us. <laughs> one of us. Uh, tell me, tell me, would that be the weirdest? Like, and look, I've been in Uber Ubers before where like my driver is insanely weird. Beads on the dashboard, fuzzy steering wheel covers. It's probably just name. John Runyon just pleading for votes across right. the entire a, Philadelphia. A first name region. with more consonants than I than, than the alphabet. Yeah. It, it is like we've all been in weird. Imagine getting into an Uber where it's like, hang on, wait a minute. Are you the former Eagles offensive lineman? Wait, hang on, hang on one second, one second. Are you the former US representative for New Jersey's third congressional district? I wait, I wait, wait one more time. Were, were you a featured actor in Always Sunny season four, America's <laughs> or Patty's top billboard contest? <laughs> uh, he's got a hell of a resume, though. That is, uh, is he is he might be one of the most interesting titans we've ever had, because it's like n- most of the time, like we get one good. Uh, sorry, I I actually just switched over to my browser and i'm on jim sorge's wikipedia page and literally his second paragraph in his college career in an incident on october 11 2003 referred to as the reynolds sorge incident (laughs) the reynolds sorge incident has its own wikipedia page sorry that completely i derailed everything i was talking about but that (laughs) the fact that he had his whole second paragraph of his college career on jim sorge's wikipedia page is about what you just talked about to think Um, that robert reynolds and albert hainsworth were on the same field at the same time I mean, just menaces to society. Just unreal. So shout out John Runyon, freaking football player, all pro football player to to uh, uh, politician, to actor, to Uber driver. Like my man is like just literally doing it all out there. The five tool human being. He might be a five-tool human. That's look, and if you don't think like politics aside, like no matter what side of the aisle you vote on, if you don't think John Runyon will protect you as a politician, the way he protected Steve McNair in that 13 and three season in 1999, I just don't know what I, I don't know. And he's from Flint, Michigan, too. So you know he's tough just from Sorry, I was going to go with a water joke there. That would have been no, tasteless. yeah, yeah, I'm not that would be joke. tasteless. That, which is, literally, well, literally tasteless. Yeah, that, which it, is it, unlike the water there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, we're ending. <laughs> we're ending on that note. My goodness. All right, uh, hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Oh, Seriously, we I know we thank you every week, but like we legitimately mean it this week, and we're going out of our way to say it this week because we probably are going to get more listeners to this episode than most of our episodes, just because Mike Keith is on it. We want to thank you guys. We we love you and the support that you give uh, to not just not just this podcast, but A to Z Sports as a whole. Um, it, it really does. It 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 means the world to us, and we love the community that we've we're building around this podcast 
all of you guys that reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. It's it's so cool to see on a week to week basis, and uh, we appreciate it. So please, um, you know, tell your friends. Let's let's grow this community. Let's grow the freaking Titans fan base. We've talked about it on this podcast a number of times. We need to grow the Titans fan base because in the grand scheme of things, Titans are still a young NFL franchise. They're only 20 years old. I mean, if, if you don't count the Houston Oilers days, like, so like, let's, let, let, let's get the buzz going for the Titans. And there's couldn't be a better time for buzz to be at an all time high with this Titans team that we've got coming up with freaking Julio Jones. Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and, oh, and his backup quarterback, Jack Gentry, who threw me a touchdown pass. I don't know if you guys heard it or not. Um, First of my career. Yeah. I'm Probably my last as I, uh, as my body's aging faster than I once thought. I may have to hang him up. I had a I had a touchdown catch in high school, so it's the second of my career. Uh, really? I, was, see, I yeah. played seventh and eighth grade football, never scored a touchdown. It was oh wow oh that's yeah. sad. <laughs> I, well, I, well, Jalen Ramsey was on my team. I barely got to play, and most of the time I got to play, I had migraines because I had to hit Jalen Ramsey in practice. That's sure. I I look, and I get that. I get that. Um, that's that's fair. We had we had one trick play where I also got to run out for a good, pass, though. and and on the one play I I got to catch it. That was the only time they threw me. It's pretty good though. I mean, unless you count shovel passes, do you count shovel passes? I count any and all passes. Okay. All right. Then I had two touchdown passes. Nice. Uh, sorry. Uh, all right. So guys, uh, not to brag about old high school football days. <laughs> um, we love you guys. Uh, follow us at Titan Up Pod on Twitter at Titan Up Podcast on Instagram. Follow Jack at Jack A Gentry. I'm I'm telling you guys, make your timelines better with Titans content. I I know Jack and I are always tweeting about Titan stuff. We're so busy. Make your con make your timeline better. The Titan Up Podcast. Twitter account is constantly tweeting out highlights and jokes and random Randy Moss. Remember the Titans. Like we're just always so follow, make your timeline full of good Titans content. Follow us and follow at A to Z sports because you know, A to Z sports is leading the game when it comes to social media, digital uh, content, content all digital content stuff. for Titans. Well, not just Titans fans, but all Tennessee sports fans. Um, Jack, you got anything for the road? You know, this airs tomorrow. Um, there's a big game tonight that is taking oh, place oh, in Omaha, Nebraska. I thought I thought we would get out. The of here. Commodores are up 1-0 in the series. The game started 20 minutes ago, and I have no idea what the score is. But if they won, they're losing six to nothing. No, they're not. I've got it on right here, dude. Dude, don't play with don't play with me. I'm playing with you, dude. You don't know play with me, with man. You. you know I'm playing with you, dude. That's what we do with each other. We're just a bunch of podcast bros. The Vanderbilt Commodores are national champions. What if they're not though? What if they lose tonight? God, that would Should make we, me look like a fool, wouldn't it? If they if they lose tonight, I want you to stay up till midnight. I want you to stay up till after the game and then edit like the Venable Commodores are making me sad. And then like edit that <laughs> over top of I don't know. Uh all right. I'm, uh, I'm the first to claim the national title. Once somebody claims it, it's over. They're the national champion. Literally all of the Tennessee Titans or Tennessee Vols fans that we had listening have already tuned us out. It's it because of what you just no, said. No, we love the Vols fans too. We've got a ton of Vols listeners. You're only saying that because they're out of the College World Series now. They're lovable losers. Oh, wow. Wow, Vandy guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, look, as a guy who does not have a dog in this fight, I'm going to bow out. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, well, we love you so much. And uh, I guess until next week, tighten, tighten up. up.
They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a Music City miracle to conquer Buffalo. And they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. 